0: Mic check. Mic check. Check. It's ASMR with your favorite newscaster, Nicholas.
1: Oh my God. Dude.
0: Today at seven.
2: Welcome to the DL Gaming Podcast Game of the Year, episode 2022 A Look Back. I'm Bobby. Uh,
0: Amanda. Oh, I'm Amanda.
3: I'm Nick, and I didn't forget to introduce myself this week. <laughs> oh my God, Nick, you're
1: so much louder. Than, I'm Christian.
4: And uh, I, I'm realizing that they've brought enough bangs to the show to make up for what Nick lacks in them. Look at the si- the forehead on this kid, man. Yeah. All
3: forehead, bro. All forehead.
4: But I'm also ringing in the new year. Um, how were your guys' collective New Year's uh, Eve's? Uh pretty all
3: right. I was sick. So that fucking sucked. I planned on doing having some friends over and making some tacos and stuff and then that all got canceled. Ooh, it's
4: terrible uh days That's you were right. drunk in the woods or something similar
0: i I, I was yeah i was pretty drunk in the woods definitely <laughs> yeah went to the other side of michigan uh still the woods though <laughs> and uh partied with my family and we got hammered my cousin came back from germany and he got really drunk and kept going up to everybody being like i miss my family it was wonderful nice. <laughs> so it was a good time
4: a wholesome drunk there's nothing like a wholesome drunk Mm -hmm. Um, Is there a proverbial uh, other side of the tracks in Michigan or is...
0: Oh, yeah. No, for sure. Uh, It's... I feel like there is a big thing of the East side, not necessarily verse, but like, it is very different. Like the West side, um, which is where I'm currently staying is way more Dutch and way more outdoorsy in the sense that like there's kind of there's since there's sand dunes and like the great Lake Michigan is a lot easier and more accessible in my opinion to go out and do Lake stuff on. There's way more outdoor activities and people going outdoors and stuff. Whereas uh, on the East side, like there's more people just working and more jobs and it's more like, all the factories were and stuff. So, it's a different a totally different vibe because it's way more industrial and in like uh cities and stuff, like Detroit.
4: Homelessness hmm. is an outdoor outdoor activity. Are there any of them or is it too cold? Uh
0: no, like it's uh there's there's like a decent amount of homeless people, but Detroit was doing something where they turned the old Joe Louis Arena, the old hockey uh arena into a homeless shelter to actually help out people and it's an entire program that does wouldn't say like rehabilitate but like yeah kind of reintegrate people into a job and things and it's been really successful and there's been a lot of homeless people taken off the streets because yeah in the winter it gets really cold and we definitely still have a strong like homeless population in Detroit and you know those people are not like faking it scamming nothing because there's no way you'd want to be in negative 16 degree weather doing that like living out on the street yeah like it's dangerous so I mean there's a lot of like shelters and places that are helping and it's and it's a bit different but yeah Detroit Detroit is a totally different vibe than like the west side of michigan but i went to neither for new year's eve i went out into the woods up in rural farmville like in michigan but like still woods <laughs> so, uh your fun.
4: life is so much different than ours we have a yeah there's no forest i tried to go do for a uh, mushroom me and my friend were like let's go do mushrooms in the forest and we're like okay and then we took the mushrooms and went to try to find the forest no forest in san diego Nope. No, I'm to find a forest when you're None. high. Fucking, it's ridiculous. Bobby, what'd you do on
2: New Year's Eve? Nothing.
4: I okay, do... thanks. <laughs> yeah. All right, back to you. Oh, <laughs> <Days. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> Going back to our correspondent where fun is actually happening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I went to a party. It was uh, It was good. It was good. You know, all older people my age and they all have kids. I couldn't believe that the little kids all made it to midnight, man. Like, all from two... Years old, all the way up to 10 years old, about seven kids. They all made it to midnight. I remember, like, yeah, that never used to be. We'd all be asleep by the
2: time midnight came around. But, yeah, they all made it. Yeah. Only our kids, man. Only our kids. Did you play games or anything, no, no. I do the same thing I do every year. I go out to the SpaghettiOs factory. Actually, it's the Spaghetti factory. I just like to call it the SpaghettiOs factory because that's humorous to me. But I go there, I order the garlic mazithra, and then I forget that they put way too many mushrooms in that. And so I have to eat around it. Pretty exciting. That's the intenti-
3: real story.
2: You intentionally d- disappoint yourself every year.
4: We a a It started off with a banger, dude. You know? I'm going to end this year with a disappointment.
3: <laughs> have you
2: guys ever had mazithra? from that no. place? Mm-mm. Oh, it's great. Mm-hmm. I don't know what mazithra is. <laughs> uh,
3: it's like bro, it sounds sheet. like a mineral.
4: <laughs> <laughs> it does, it's though. It really does. It's hard out of mazithra. <laughs>
3: I kind of want to just go to the
1: SpaghettiOs factory. I want to see you how, should, how When you're out here, man. bro,
2: we're going. We're going. Well, all they right. have <laughs> locations even in Canada. They're all over the place. Bobby, you're an adult now. Like, There's such good Italian places in San Diego. Like Buca de Beppo's? Olive no, oh,
4: Garden? Dude. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ.
2: No, I go to good Italian places, too. It's just every now and then Name I one. really want... I don't the, believe you. I'm going to call your bluff. Uh, there's one I recently went to. Well, I get a lot of calzones, but I got a Bronx pizza. <laughs> That's my favorite place to get a calzone. Derci down in Hillcrest. That's a good Whoa. spot.
4: Yes, Derci is amazing. I haven't yeah. been there in a long time. But, okay.
3: And Dude, me- I went to go visit Emilio, and you're, you're like... What do you want to eat and it was just nothing but mexican food i love italian food what was that
4: i don't know man I mean, you were just coming from the east coast i thought i'd treat you to you to real mexican flavor. food here are the flavors Guys, of your people
1: for True. new years i went to a place called the potion factory they don't make spaghettios there but what they do make is they have 40 <laughs> cocktails and every one of them is 40 dollars <laughs> yes <laughs> i like how you knew that yeah they're all 40 dollars, which is crazy but they all come in like different contraptions so oh. i got mine and it was brought in a volcano and the server brought me like a small glass vial of like flammable chemicals and said put put it in put it in and so i did and the flame kicked up and i was like whoa but then, like, he just handed me my drink from his other hand. I was like, wait, what, what did it have to do with my drink? Nothing. Oh, it
4: was just a chemical reaction. <laughs>
1: it was just yeah. a show. It yeah, was a
3: fire hazard. Yeah. Fuck you. Like, he was a drink, too.
1: The, then the person beside <laughs> be me ordered a drink, $50. and they had to reach inside a, a smoke casket that they couldn't see in, and it, like it was, like, slimy and goopy, and they took out their drink, and it was awesome, and, like, the smoke was billowing everywhere, and I was like... Damn, if only I had another forty dollars, I would I would try it out. Yeah, but. I
4: gotta imagine <laughs> n- without hyperbole, I'm guessing it is about forty bucks,
2: no? A drink?
1: Yes. Yeah, it was yeah. like thirty-five Canadian dollars. Yeah. Thirty-five wow. decals. Yeah. Thirty-five
2: wow. That is like fifty <laughs> American shit. Yeah, dude. Wow.
4: Wow. Uh so this is the Game Fire. of the Year of Edition. Uh w- we really switched it up this year. We're doing all kinds of shit. We have call ins. We have, uh, random, uh, categories that we made up. Not call ins, but pre recorded stuff. Uh, we have commercials. We have all kinds of new sponsors. Those are coming up. Um, I guess let's jump right into it. I guess, right? <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I did a pretty good job as Bobby. <laughs>
1: You did. yeah. You sound <laughs> just like him. Um, all right. Uh, before we get into that, uh, we kind of want, I wanted to shout out some stats. So this year we played 135 games, or I'm sure you guys played way more than that. But we. The games that we talked about that weren't on the radar that you actually played, that we all played, 135-plus games. Because I started in February, so we're missing a couple months there. Pretty impressive. The rundown goes Emilio played 50, Amanda 42, Bobby 41, Nick 30, and I talked about nine that I played because, you know, I barely talk. Uh, Emilio took 322 p breaks. That is an accurate stat. I went back and I listened wow, to everything. Wow,
4: dude.
2: Yeah. Dude.
1: That's a lot uh, of we took in a lot of listener questions. Honestly, I uh, accidentally stopped counting, so the number isn't accurate. But I know Warconius was the most frequent asker because, I mean, we all know that. Nick, you told thirteen serious lies. I didn't count minor fibs, and we recorded fifty-five. <laughs> <episodes>. <laughs> we recorded fifty-five episodes in total, which is a little bit more than weeks there are in the month. But we did do those four interviews uh, when uh, I had my wedding, and uh, some of us went to France. Uh, 45 patrons joined us this year, so thanks for your contributions, and thanks for everyone who listens, too. I like getting little messages. I'm sure everyone else likes getting little messages. You said on the podcast, I love it so much. Thank you. Thank you for those messages. (laughs) are you like a small Dutch woman? (laughs) That's what I imagine all our listeners are, small Dutch people, which don't exist, by the way. They're all giant.
2: (laughs) No small Dutch. So, if I'm doing the math here correctly, so Nick is at a lie every four episodes about... A, a serious lie. A serious, a serious lie. lie.
1: Yeah. yeah.
4: Where he really... And at, really I'm at, f- at least three to four Ps per episode? Is that what you're trying to... Wow.
1: I don't think we should dig into the numbers too closely here. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think we're we're missing the...
3: Yeah, let's let's count the average amount of urine depleted during a, a session <laughs> and we can go ahead and work out the math
4: for how much you know has been produced. And that yeah. must have, like... Uh, you know really gone down towards the end because i you know cut out drinking so as i drink my whiskey uh but yeah I'll, like since i stopped drinking zero peas like maybe once i've gone up so mm. yeah a lot less pee this year com- coming up
1: wow right. 2023 a lot less pee i love it <laughs> that's
0: a promise. not folks. this episode because he's drinking <laughs> <'Cause I'm>
1: just... <laughs> yeah. all right nick lead us off on your categories What what do we have going here
3: Hey, everybody, we got some pretty (laughs) Nick-like categories here. We have uh, games that you'll have fun, whether you're winning or losing. We have games that Bobby might play if I recommend them. And DLC that makes you want to pick up an old-ass game. And so, uh, yeah. Do we want to start Uh,
1: off with Emilio's ad first?
4: Yeah, I do. (laughs)
3: That's what I was about to say. (laughs) Here's an ad
1: from
4: Emilio. It's not my ad. It's our new... um, it's our new sponsor, guys.
1: True. Sorry, you're right.
4: <clears throat> <laughs> um Have you ever needed your hands while you're <laughs> PC gaming? <laughs> Can't stuff your face fast enough? Pick up some PC Beats Bits and Bites. It's cereal that comes in a scuba container. A scuba, what do you call that fucking thing that goes in your mouth? Um the J, it's like a J shape. The scuba thing. Oh, a snorkel. snorkels, snorkel. Snorkel. Yeah. They're snorkel-shaped uh, bowls of cereal where you can just snap down on your favorites, bits, and bites without raising up your hands from your keyboard or mouse. You can, ch- <laughs> you can chomp as you get frags. Yeah. Um, call call 1-800-BITS-AND-BITES. And, and then, like, a whole bunch of legal stuff there.
3: All right. Ooh. That was pretty. Uh, that was pretty fresh. Thanks, man. I like that.
4: I had not even thought a about that. Since gamer I wrote it would. three weeks
3: ago. <laughs> 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 uh, so we have listener uh, nominations for Game of the Year, right? Is that what this is? Yep. You betcha. Yeah. So we <laughs> have Hollow that. Point, you know Bobby's gonna... and Mountain Blade Bannerlord Two because they finally got their one point release this year. Um, so we'll go ahead and talk about more of those, la- talk more about those later. Uh, I haven't played hollow point, but I've definitely played plenty of mountain blade van Lord two. And I will say it's in the top four this year.
2: Yeah. There might be some confusion. here. I, I think
1: there's a small, uh, T timeout. Uh, so hollow point is the person who, uh, a listener, who oh. wants us to no, listen, dude, it's definitely listen.
4: a game of the year. <laughs> it's definitely in the top running. He just said it's like the top five this year. Hollow point, man. We all know about it. We talked about it three months in a row. Like, no, I wasn't talking about hollow point. I was talking about mountain point.
3: Where's
1: my Where's my falsehoods monitoring?
3: Putting a giant yo, one. tick that number oh, up well. one this year, son.
0: <laughs> We're doing yeah. so good for the first episode. Lots of pee, lots of falsehoods. Nice, yeah.
4: nice.
3: So now I'm gonna go ahead and uh, play his. Uh, Play his audio for the nomination, which was Mountain Blade Bannerlord 2. So we're going to hear from Hollow Point. Bobby's going to appreciate this. Bobby's going to appreciate this. going to get right to the point. My game of the year is Mountain Blade Bannerlord. Beautiful game. Great, diverse gameplay. Really enjoyed it.
2: I do appreciate when people get right to the point. Right to the Hollow Point, in fact. (laughs) (laughs) I uh,
3: thank you again for that Hollow Point. We really appreciate... uh, Interaction between our our fans and us. So please send us more recordings of people talking. (laughs) Uh, Especially for just normal episodes. We just want to hear you guys talk. Just make sure our fans are real, not bots.
4: Wiconia is just said, um, "This is going well." Yeah, <laughs> they, <it's> say, <laughs> they say that they they can't put that you can't read sarcasm in text, but I see the dripping off the letters.
2: This is why. Yeah. So, so Christian has this big long list that he's. First of all, thank you for doing all this work. You've put in a lot of effort to this episode, and we're just going to ruin it. By the way, <laughs> but uh, that's awesome that you did that. But this is why we have we don't do lists is because we have such a hard time. I, I say we, but you know who i mean but <laughs> we have such a hard time with list like every time we try to like have any sort of form we totally mess it up <laughs> every
4: <laughs> single fucking time so getting back to these um, categories nick now that you read them all are we going to go back to them and then you're going to read what, like wh- how's this work this part you yeah so it? i'm
3: going to read my nominations for each one uh and i will answer two of them because bobby was is going to answer the middle category
4: okay sounds good
3: um, so games that you have fun, whether winning or losing, in my opinion, I'm going to say the answer is rounds. Um, what are the other options? Yeah, can we get some nominations? We get FPS Chess and Dinkum. Mm. Now, Dinkum is like an Animal Crossing clone, and you can lose in that game quite a bit if you die too fucking much and you don't fucking save. And FPS Chess is really fun. I just think FPS Chess is too clunky. Um... I know me and Amelia played rounds. Has anyone else played it?
4: No. Do you guys need no. to play rounds, man? It is you, Yeah,
3: it is worth the $3. I think I've played it for five hours already or four hours already. And it is one of the best ways to kill like 20 or 30 minutes. And uh, it doesn't really matter your skill all too much. It's all about luck of the draw in a lot of ways. But uh, it's a... Uh, it's a fun game. It's competitive. It gets everybody laughing. Um, it's it's just one of you won. That's it.
4: It's competitive because it doesn't matter who you're playing against. Like um, John was playing against his wife and Nick, you were playing against your wife. And I, I'm going to go ahead and assume that you guys are generally like for an action game, probably quite a bit better, but it doesn't matter because it works its way out. Uh, Cause the loser keeps getting buffs. And so eventually you feel like you're in a boss fight because this person's like, Super powerful, doing all kinds of crazy shit, and uh, it, it's just fun. It works its its way out. So it's it, definitely a handicap. Yeah, definitely a handicap. But that's the whole point of the whole thing. Yeah,
3: um, I will say that this game, uh, the mechanics of it, definitely make you think. It's not just shoot and jump. There's a lot of like, oh, it's this map, so my gun's pretty much ineffective. So I have to do this kind of thing. So, um. Also, some of the synergies are absolutely insane and broken. Uh, but shout out to Rounds, you are my game that I will have fun whether or not I'm winning or losing. That's
4: a good category. I like it.
3: Yeah, I like to see. The um, so <laughs> this is one. Uh, this next category is games that Bobby might play if I recommend them. Um, the nominations are Mountain Blade Bannerlord two, Marauders, and Warhammer 40k Darktide. And now, Bobby's supposed to pick this.
2: (laughs) I'm going to pick the winner. I have zero interest in Marauders, and I don't think that's going to change. I just don't like those types of games. Now, I didn't have any interest in Bannerlord 2 either, yet that game ended up being one of my favorites all year. Spoiler alert. Um, Warhammer 40K was a much easier sell for me. Like Right away, I was like, okay, yeah, for sure I'm going to like that game, of course. But I don't know. It's hard for me to judge because I feel like uh, Mountain Blade 2 Bannerlord was just like, uh, I don't know. It it started really low. The expectation was low, and then it ended up being really good. And Warhammer 40K, the expectation was high, and it ended up being really good. So I feel like I want to give it to uh, Bannerlord. That's nice, what's up. Nice.
3: I can respect that. Cool. It's, uh I definitely love both games. They're de- two different types of fun. It's like Mountain Blade is like definitely a game that you play by yourself. You got a few hours to kill. You got some snacks. You're just going to play and play Village Simulator. And then Dark Tide is like, oh, me, and my wife, Emilio, and Diddy are going to hop on. Or me, and my wife, Emilio, and, <laughs> and Days are going to hop on and play. And Emilio is going to go have to take care of his kids, and then we all die.
4: Yep. Um, Literally, everyone was bleeding on the floor. Everyone was bleeding on the floor around me. I could have saved them. And I said, guys, I got to go. I just walked away from my computer. You're so (laughs) responsible,
1: dude.
4: There's a two year old at the top of the stairs, dude. Fucking, like, I'll do it. Yeah. I'll do it. (laughs) Yeah. Too much. (laughs) Look at me i'll do it if we had carpeted stairs i might have like stuck around <laughs> but it's like hard wood lacquered slippery that as fuck twist yeah. too
0: yeah it's not a good yeah. time <laughs> it's a
4: death stair. what All right, shape do you want it to be <laughs> can it be a death trapezoid because that's what it fucking that's what my stairs look like for this
1: <laughs> for, for this next category nick i think if you like it could be a question if you wanted you know like we we could all weigh in, if you wanted, if you want. We could. If, if. Sure. okay
3: So uh, do you guys have any DLCs that make you want to pick up an older game? No, no, um, no, no, no.
1: I don't think that. Too wide, too wide. I think <laughs> I think you're on the right track. Just read the, just your just nominations. Scope it
4: in a little bit. This live uh, editing <laughs> is great. I love live editing. <laughs> <laughs> so this
3: last category is DLC that make you want to play an old-ass game. Uh, there's Cuffhead, The Delicious Last Course. The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt, Definitive Edition DLC, and the Cyberpunk 2077 um next gen update is what they called it, I believe. Um what do you guys feel about any of these? Did you guys end up playing any of these or is there anything I'm missing, possibly? Well, it was the Witcher that had the next gen update, I believe. I think Cyberpunk and the Witcher both Oh, had those they both did it.
4: Okay. Um Yeah. Well, I've been thinking about going back to the Witcher for the next gen update. And I guess I fucked it up. Uh, I might have did some false advertising on the podcast. Uh, I thought The Witcher one got remade, but um, it's I guess it's The Witcher three that got remade for Common Day or Modern Day or whatever. So I think mm-hmm. I might play it, but I'm not sure.
3: Have you seen any of the? Uh, have you seen any like the differences in screenshots and like things like that or like gameplay?
4: Yeah, uh, you know, they well when they first. Dropped it. I guess there was it was buggy as shit, and then oh, yeah, yeah, a bunch of people, you know, people complained, and modders got involved, and then they worked it out. and Most things are working now, but you know, um, they didn't have to do this at all because it's no. free, they did it for yeah. as a labor of love, although they did take a lot of mods from you know, popular, which is I don't know how it all works out, but <clears throat> if. I think if I was a modern, I put tons of hours into something and then the parent company used it in their DLC. Um, I think I'd be very proud. I think I'd be very proud because you're doing it for free anyway. Right.
0: So,
3: yeah, no, it's, it's when your passion project gets recognized by the people that make the thing that you love, you definitely take pride in that a little bit, don't you? Yeah, absolutely.
0: I would imagine
4: so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny, like, the DLC for uh, Repentance... Oh, no, I'm sorry. The DLC for Binding of Isaac, Repentance, was a modder who did crazy things with the engine, and they're like, we didn't even know we could do these things with this engine. And so they hire the guy, and then now he's on the team, and then he made the official DLC, Repentance for. That's like the guy uh, on the journey, the band. There was like a... Uh, what do you call it? A tribute band. And then they fucking got the guy from the tribute band when the other guy died or got whatever. And they put him, he's the head of journey. Now the guy from the tribute band, it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. It's fucking, it's like your dream. And then you're the guy. It's amazing. It's amazing. (laughs)
3: anyone else have anything to weigh in on this one any uh, anybody else try the cyberpunk DLC
2: I didn't play any of these DLCs however I have wanted to revisit cyberpunk and I'm trying to remember the details of Cuphead the delicious last course I remember that looking really good and I'm trying to remember if it was more of the same or if there was something special about it I feel like they they had done something
4: well the trailer was
2: incredible
4: oh yeah the trailer
2: was great yeah uh, and I think the boss fights the... looked really cool to me, but you know, I, other than that, I think the gameplay was about the same. Well, there's a lady now, but
4: besides that, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It looks you great. Look at that.
0: Oh yeah. They added a new character. Mm-hmm. I just, would try yeah. that. I haven't, but that that's the one that I would want to try is cyberpunk. Yeah. So my official nomination, I mean, my official
3: winner for this category is definitely cyberpunk. Um, I ended up picking it back up, playing a bunch of time in it, um, enjoying myself and then got to work came out. So yeah, no, uh, definitely one takes precedent of the, <laughs> over the other. Um, yeah. So that's all my categories and my uh, winners for those categories. Uh, and then now we have another nomination for game of the year from a listener named Brennan 47. Uh, can we go ahead and play his audio? LG it's Brennan
5: 47. My game of the year pick is Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. I've chosen it for one thing. I love Star Wars and pretty much anything that has to do with it. And I also love God of War. And this game feels like a bit of a mix between the classic God of War hack and slash and Dark Souls mechanics. I love a good hack and slash. That's got a good story that keeps you engaged and doesn't get too repetitive and boring. It was cool to see familiar characters like Saw Gerrera make an appearance in the game. And I had quite a bit of a laugh when I ran into the ninth sister, the big orange hulking Inquisitor. And then when she spoke, turned out to be a girl with a high-pitched voice. I thought that was really funny. Uh,
4: thank-, thank you, Brendan 47 for that. And also, thank you for doing it from inside of a cement truck, because uh, that was the most <laughs> echoey thing I've ever heard. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, wow, that was great! Jedi Fallen Order is a fantastic game. I'm too. halfway
4: through it right now, and I'm loving it. I'm you know, yeah, so it's on good. Game Pass. If you haven't played it, definitely play it. Thank
1: I you got, for buying it for me, by the way, Amelia. I, I
4: thought it was it. on your fucking. It's on your wish list, and it's five dollars. So those two things shouldn't go hand in
2: hand. Exactly. You know. <laughs> yeah. Good, good. Well, I mean, five dollars American. That's like twenty Canadian. At least. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a drink game. That ocean. was uh zaps game of the year pick from last year and that just that's a game that people are still going back to like i think it really has stood the test of time and the sequels coming out i i'm so close to finishing that game i gotta just do it but
4: um i talked to to jeez uh, fastidious, and he's like, how are you liking that game? And I said, well, it's my first Souls-like. That's not a fucking Souls-like, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, it's a souls light at least. <laughs> and then, nope, he wouldn't go for that either. He thinks it's a little too... And I get it. It's like on the easier side of Souls-like games. But I put it on the hard setting. I did put it on the hard setting. But yeah, I'm having a great time with it, man.
2: The boss fights can get pretty challenging in that game, if I remember. There was one in particular I had a tough time with, but... Yeah. yeah, calling it a soul's like might offend some people. Why did we
4: put the ads inside of the categories? Is there a reason for that?
2: Um, Where else are they going to go?
4: In between? Yeah, I don't know. In between the categories? It I, breaks. I, I don't know. Let's see how this one plays out before
1: I
0: Yeah, it might be. Is it time for a break?
1: Uh-huh. Oh, I think it's time for a break. I sense a break coming. All
0: right. I sense a break as well. Okay. Then uh, I suppose we'll be right back. Do-do-do-do-do-do. Hi, it's Daze here. Uh, You know, I just want to, in case you're a little uncertain about the future of your reality, can I offer you instead over at Dazed Realities, look at that, see, I've got a card, so it's official. At Dazed Reality, we find you the best new reality and home that you could ever wish upon. First up, I'm going to give you two examples, actually, so then this way you can come to me and you know that Dazed is the one that you want for your reality. So the first one we've got, we've got this beautiful, beautiful little cabin up in Endor. That's right. Endor. That's right. You can make your childhood dreams a reality in the reality of Endor. We've got a beautiful cabin. You can climb up into these trees. You've got a nice little bug net. And you know I'm sure the retail value on this is going to be phenomenal. The resale, at least, for sure, is going to be incredible. But the retail is a steal because you're dealing with dazed reality. And so, you know, that's just one beautiful, Example. I've got tons, though. I've got so many different houses that you can find yourself in that you too can enjoy for your reality. The next one we've got is the beautiful little swoop de whoop house up in swoopity boop boop kind of planet. <laughs> in case you want to go there, it's a fun, whimsical, whimsical, fantastic little planet. And we've got all kinds of beautiful little homes you can see here. The architecture is really out of this world because here at Day's Reality, I want to make you feel dazed in your own reality. It's not the weed it's the landscape i swear so (laughs) we've got beautiful beautiful architecture it's gonna make you never want to leave and you're gonna be so thankful you left that dirty silly little earth and that silly human reality behind because you don't need it over here in dazed reality once again there's my card the number is three (laughs) one zero something something i can't read my own handwriting that's okay you can google it anyway thank you back to you Wow,
4: that was incredible! I want day, I want some days' reality in my life. Does the Ewok village come with an Ewok that I can fuck? Or
0: <laughs> it's not included. Um, you know, you have to find your own. Okay. They are as people, long as it's provided. and they do
4: have consent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, everybody's quiet at the same time. All right, so yeah, because it's, it's your turn. That was huh? great, days. Um, yeah, here's my categories. Uh, can I get Bobby to spend real money to buy these games? That's category one.
2: Why am I always a category?
4: Because you're very <laughs> decisive individual, man. <laughs> because um, we love you. So Warhammer 40K Darktide. That one almost doesn't need to be on here because it, it went to Game Pass. But Game Pass is not always a guaranteed thing for uh, Bobby. We know this. And he won't pay full price for it. Stolen Realm. I tried all year. To get him to play that, uh, but that was a no go. And uh, Star Wars uh, Lego Star Wars Skywalker, which he said was the most anticipated anticipated game of the year uh, for him. He said that at the end of last year, must have been a slow year. And um, still, by the way, still hasn't played it, even though it's on Game Pass as well. Played a little bit of it. Okay, Uh, so. He fought me. He wouldn't even let me get through these categories, guys. <laughs> couldn't get me get through the categories. I mean, through the nominations. Um, Bobby, did you spend money on any one of these games?
2: No, I did not. Unless you count the dollar I spent on a month of Game Pass. I do. For War- Warhammer Tide. Okay, then Warhammer 40K Dark Tide wins by a dollar. <laughs> yeah! I'll buy
3: that. Win's a win, baby. We're here.
1: Nice. Congrats to Warhammer 40K.
2: (laughs) Got blood from the stone.
4: (laughs) Uh, All right. Next category. Games whose poor looks. uh, I guess I mean bad graphics, but I don't know why I put poor looks. Games whose bad graphics are indirectly uh, indirectly proportional to how much Amanda likes them, a.k.a. Uh, really bad looking games, but she loves them because of the story and stuff. So, ma- milk inside of a bag of milk, inside of a bag of milk, inside of a bag of milk. Um, there's milk outside of a bag of milk, outside of a bag of milk. Jesus Christ. Outside of a bag of milk. I'm not even drunk yet. Uh, and don't shit on my fucking roof. So, um, I don't Days, I guess you can pick which one you like the most out of these.
0: I'd have to say the one that i definitely like the the most the the one i like the milk is uh the milk inside (laughs) of the bag no but real talk like milk inside of a bag of milk inside of a bag of milk inside of a bag of milk is definitely my favorite the inside bag because that's the part that matters that's where the milk really is but the real answer is that like that was the first game that was kind of unique in its own self whereas i felt like its sequel wasn't as good as the original and don't shit on my roof is just kind of funny but milk inside of a bag of milk is a fantastic game (laughs)
4: Glad to hear it. Um, and then, is this game so bad, Nick will give up on Warhammer finally? Is this game so bad? Warhammer 40K Dark Tide, Warhammer Blood and Teeth, and Warhammer 3. No, no, no. All of those were good, right? All of those were good. Um, if I have
3: to choose like the worst out of all of them, I would say Shoot as Blood and Teeth. Okay. Um, the reason being is just like, it's a fun game. It's just a little short for, tw- for 15 bucks. Um, oh, it's you four finished hours. It, you you finished it. Yeah. we f- we finished it in like a night and a half. Gotcha. Um, it just wasn't, I don't, mm, I think if you weren't a huge fan of Warhammer and you were like, let's just pick this up and see what it is. You wouldn't enjoy it that much. It's kind of you're gonna have to have like that background knowledge and stuff like that to really have an appreciation for it. And that's not to say that some people won't have fun playing it, but it uh, I think it's just better for a, a fan of, of Warhammer already. Um, so yeah, that's what wins that
4: category. Gotcha, cool. I'm glad that I didn't have to pick any of my winners. Cool, Bobby. Nice.
1: Uh, well,
2: first we got a listener nomination. There's a brand new game called Scram TX.
1: (laughs) We love our our listeners and our community.
2: Hey, y'all. Scram TX here. My game of the year this year is Tunic. It was closely followed by Cult of the Lamb, but Tunic wins out just for how
6: well it was crafted and the unique element of finding the old NES-style game manual throughout the game that revealed secrets and abilities that you didn't know you had.
2: It was challenging, but not so difficult to cause me to rage quit. The graphics were cute and endearing. Tunic, game of the year.
4: Nice. You know, had I played more, uh, it might be on my list as well. Um, But it's still, you know, I'll get to it. God, guys, I beat so many games. I had like two weeks off. I beat like four or five games. It's crazy, but that's all on next episode.
2: All right. Nice. Okay, before we get to my category, let's take a little commercial break here. We'll be right back.
3: Are you an upstanding citizen? Oh, no. Listen. Fuck. Are you an upstanding citizen? This video. Do you think that you're normal? Do you love your family? Well, here on the Digital Logic Podcast, we have discovered that one of our own answered all of those questions incorrectly and is truly out of his mind. Some of you watching this commercial may think, who can it be? Who can be a true menace to society? Don't look too far because the answer has been in your ear and on your monitor for every week for the past decade. Robert Digital, or as you may know him, Bobby has been holding his mouse like a heretic ever since the first computer was ever invented. Such heresy cannot continue as long as normal people use the mouse like so. You may be thinking, why does this matter? I hold the mouse like Bobby too. Well, if you do hold the mouse like Bobby, you're wrong. And you probably smell like a pack of shredded cheese left in a hot car for a week. Don't be old shredded cheese. Be fresh shredded cheese sprinkled on a pizza that everyone loves. Hold your mouse like a normal person and put a stop to Bobby. <laughs> to show your support for the normal mouse holding campaign, go to the Digital Logic Discord and post hashtag down with Bobby. <laughs> this ad was brought to you by the Amelia Enclave and the Unnamed Alliance. No money from the Sniper Canadian crew would need to finance this commercial. This is purely Santa Iron. Good Dude,
4: that's the greatest piece of content. Oh my god. <laughs> that was amazing, dude. <laughs>
2: Oh wow! Okay, Uh, we'll have to post that in the Discord so everybody can see. (laughs) Bobby, (laughs) did you see that before this? No, no, none of us. I'm crying over here, dude. That was so (laughs) good. There's a video. Uh, So anybody listening
4: to this, if you want to see this, you gotta. Yeah,
2: got to go to the Discord, see the video. We'll post it. (laughs) Fuck, that's hilarious. (laughs) Oh oh, boy! All right. Thank you, Nick, for doing that.
3: (laughs) It took all of 32 minutes.
2: (laughs) Worth it. (laughs) <laughs> All right. Well, let's get to my categories here. I'm going to start with the backlog. So we're always trying to shave off some games from our backlog. And my backlog, not to brag, friggin' huge. All right. It's pretty big. Okay, got a lot of games, started some of them, never finished them. Um, so this year, I'm, I made a bit of an effort to finish some games. Uh, Jedi Fallen Order didn't follow through with that though had some save issues didn't happen, but that's a work in progress Uh, Deponia Doomsday I was really happy that I finished that one because now I've played all the deponia games played the trilogy They can't they came out with a fourth one. I was like, well, I guess guess I got to play that Um, So now I got the complete story of deponia Um, but I think my favorite one was epistory typing chronicles i started playing this back i don't know 2018 a long time ago i started playing this game and it's a typing game and i think i just liked it so much because it annoyed ray so much when i brought it up on the podcast i think that was what i really enjoyed about this game he's like Um, what is this yeah oh yeah and then that week i brought up chess that was great um but I went back and I finally finished this game, and it's actually pretty good. For a typing game, I mean, you're just typing in letters, but they they make it fun. So here's to you, Epistory, Typing Chronicles. Where's the sequel? Actually, I think they're making a sequel. Oh, we can look that up later. All right. Is there a sequel? Typing Chronicle. Oh, there is. Nano Typing Chronicles. Ooh. It's already out, isn't it? Like, we talked about this. Yeah, it came out last year. Okay. Didn't you play it a little bit? You're like, oh, this is not the same. No, I didn't. Right. I, I, we brought it up on On the Radar, I'm sure. Okay. Um, Just that's writing probably... the coattails of
4: Epistory.
2: <laughs> yeah. Okay, next category, games other people pestered me to play. So people are always bugging me to play games, like, all the time. They're like, you got to play this, you got to play that. No, I don't, all right? I make up my own mind, all right? and But some of them turned out to actually be pretty good, all right? Some people actually had um, some good recommendations here. And I think these are all from Nick, by the way, too. Yeah,
4: I just noticed that.
2: And by the way, both Emilio and
4: Nick had categories Talking about how hard it is to get you to play a game. You have a
2: category talking about how people pester you to try to play games. Yeah. I don't know who's at fault here. I mean, it's just high standards is what it is. I see. <laughs> can, you, so, can you play that epistory typing <laughs> game footage again? Right, Mr. High standards. All right. Okay. First game is GTFO. So this game... I could see why you would recommend this to me. GTFO is a co-op game, and it's supposed to be really difficult. I enjoy challenges. I enjoy co-op games. And I did enjoy this one. Um, the only problem is you've really got to have a full four-man squad to, to do this game right. You know, you can't just go in all willy-nilly with some randos. And also, as we've talked about many times, this game is absolutely terrible at the most simplest thing, forming a party. We, uh, we typically spend about a good 20 minutes just trying to get everybody in one group and into the same game just to get this going. And I don't think it's me. Uh, Next up, Phasmophobia. This was a really interesting and unique game and people, so people always pester me to bug games or uh, play games. And part of the reason that I don't do it is because by the time I get on there and start playing it, everybody's going to move on to something else. All right, Valheim, V Rising, these these flash in the pan games that come and go. Like I'm I, I don't want to buy them and then just totally miss out because everybody moved on to the next big thing. But Phasmophobia, it came out well over a year ago, was a big deal, remained a big deal, has gotten better over time, and it's like every Halloween this game has a resurgence. So I think it was a good investment, however much this game costs, fifteen, twenty dollars. Good investment, good return on that investment, and pretty good game. Also, very
4: hard um, inventory management system.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I've got some notes for this game, too. Yeah, you, you heard us talk about it. You know, there's some complaints. Um, and last but not least, probably the winner here is Mountain Blade Bannerlord, or Mountain Blade 2 Bannerlord. So this game was one that I didn't have much of an interest in playing, but once I started playing, I was completely addicted to it. Um, it really, it's hard to explain what this game is. It, it really is. Is it an RPG? Kind of. Is it a strategy? Yeah, sort of. Uh, you know, is it a grand strategy? Sure. Like it's all these different things mixed in one. It's incredibly ambitious and it, I, I think it totally works. The only issue I have with this game is I've lost all my progress because of their updates, but that's okay because I probably just need to start from the beginning anyway. But this is a game that I'm scared to go back to because of how much time I will, I will dump into it. I almost want
4: to say like it's a retirement game, right, Bobby?
2: Yeah, it really is. It was about this time last year that I played it too. And I had a little bit of time off of work and I was able to just sink in a ton of time, but it was a lot. Um, so yeah, it's it's a great game if you have the time. What is Mountain
1: the... Blade is cleaning up at the at the DLG <laughs> Gaudy Awards, dude.
4: Yep. Bobby, what it... you gotta explain your next category, please.
2: <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> uh that was just I just called it faves, but these are just my favorite games of the year. But we're gonna talk about this is the game of the year episode.
4: Can we just not do that part? Can we skip that part? Well, I think no. we
1: can skip it. No, yeah,
2: okay. I don't know. Go ahead, Bobby. Because okay. we're going to bring it up at the game of the year part. No? Okay. Yeah, we can do that. It's fine. <laughs> Fuck that
0: category.
3: <laughs> all my homies hate that category.
0: Oh. Yeah, right?
2: <laughs> I don't know. I'm conflicted between. Okay, that's fine. We'll, we'll no, do... go for it. No, no, no. It's all right. Just don't mention the one that's going to win. Talk about the other two, I guess. Okay. Right. No. No. We'll just we'll save that till the end. Okay. All right. Okay. I can't wait for this. So, before we move on, though, let's have a quick listen to another game of the year nomination from one of our listeners. This one is from
5: Zap. Hey everybody, it's Zap here, and I just want to say thank you to the DLG crew for putting on another great year of podcasts and also welcoming us all onto the show. My games of the year for this year are going to be two of them, God of War Ragnarok on PS5 and also Pentiment, which is available on Xbox and PC as well. Both of these games are absolutely fantastic, and as someone that really enjoys narratives and single-player stories, they both fire on all cylinders, but in different ways. On one hand, we have God of War Ragnarok, which is a bombastic AAA action adventure game where you are going across the land and killing norris gods but on the other hand you have pentiment which is a very quiet and contemplative mystery game where your choices actually matter depending on what you're looking for and what your mood is i think honestly either of these two games would be a fantastic fit for everyone which is why i named them my games of the year thank you guys and have a happy new year and hopefully 2023 is better than 2022
4: Yeah.
0: Wow! Come on. man little cast? thirty second? Thank you. I need yeah. a job?
4: I was
1: awesome. gonna
0: say in that little like thirty second clip, he did better than this whole episode's yeah. been going. It's yeah. awesome. Thank you, Zach. <laughs> yeah, he's killing it. It's awesome.
1: God damn, dude! Way to bail us out.
0: Uh, <laughs> 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 hey, uh what
4: is pentiment? I I can't think of what it is.
1: Did you
0: not listen? Jesus. Christ. No, I know. But I don't know sure believe he- it's like this. Um, yeah, it's oh, this like almost like a not cartographer. Yeah, well, it's this guy that is. You what brought is it, it a calligrapher? up. On the on the and radar. he's drawing yeah. everything. And they draw these
2: battles. I'm sorry, is that what it is?
1: Uh, I think that's Enculinati.
2: Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't remember seeing this one. Interesting. Hmm. Huh. Looks cool though. Yeah. All right. Put that on your radar, folks. Pentiment. (laughs) Put it on your radar and smoke it. Put that in your radar and smoke. <laughs> oh, wow.
0: All right. Well, speaking of smoking, we're going to move on to my categories and section of uh this. Going to take it over and we're going to pull it back. But just right quick before we really come into the real, true, hot fire categories, I think it's time for a little bit of an ad,
2: don't you think, from our new sponsor. Our new sponsor, and I'm just going to do this like like a true podcast ad. It's going to be real casual, folks. You know, things get real complicated. Video games, all these buttons, things to do. I don't like it, man. So I want to give a quick shout out to rocks. Rocks are great, folks. When I was young, my friends and I, we just throw rocks at each other, and we had a fucking great time. All right. Sometimes someone would catch one in the eye. That's part of the fun. All right, it's going to happen, but. Let me just say, rocks, you can throw them. You can throw them at your enemies. You can throw them at your friends. You can collect them. There's smooth ones. There's sharp ones. There's clear ones with healing powers. They're fucking <laughs> great, guys. Rocks, you got to check it out. You can go to rocks.com, or you can just go outside. I mean, they're everywhere. Check it out.
1: All right. Back to show. A tilde key in his left hand and rocks in his right this is hard. <laughs> It's
4: Love hard it. to find That's something perfect. more simple than a rock. It's true. It
0: is. They can be pets. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're so versatile, yeah. They I, can be
1: grilly and shown off at, at uh, digital logic gaming conventions.
2: Oh, that's true. I buy <laughs> rare ones. So come knows what I'm talking about. He gets it. Yeah.
0: absolutely he gets it this ad was was for socom that's for sure go the fuck outside and get some rocks absolutely i'm a big (laughs) fan of that it's
2: it's catching on too because one of my friends that i play hots with he does the same thing as socom he's like really into just grinding rocks and making them all smooth it's like it's like a new thing i don't think they're just rocks right they're like no they're rocks you just rocks and you just grind them and then they look fancy yeah so invest in rocks that's what I'm saying. It's going to be big in 2023. Worconius reminds us that we can smoke rocks as well
4: yep
0: well i wouldn't recommend that i I mean you can but should you Mm, no probably not grind those rocks don't smoke them (laughs) (laughs) and on that we're gonna move on to our first category of amanda's categories and i had my own special effects so we're gonna go with the favorite game from two classic crew members that are just driving down memory lane they like to bring it up they love talking about it it's fantastic the first one that we've got is Team Fortress Two. We've also got uh Smite and then there's Heroes of the Storm. And I'm thinking the ones that uh you know that are gonna pick which of these games are the best to go down memory lane with, uh, you know, is Bobby and Emilio. So which out of those games
2: do you two prefer? Wow. Okay, first of all, nobody wants to hear about Heroes of the Storm. <laughs> so definitely not that it's one. It's so niche at this point. Yeah. Uh yeah. Team
4: Fortress, super classic. It is PC gaming.
2: Yeah. Oh. Smite, Smite, I have weird feelings about. There's still some resentment with, with Smite. I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't like MOBAs. I think they're horrible types of games. They just bring out the worst in people, and they're just like, eh. I don't know. Team Fortress 2 is just the pinnacle of gaming in so many ways. I think so, too. I'm going have were to go with that. 10 years ahead of everything. What the... It was the first free to play game, I think. <laughs> Whoa. Uh,
0: All right. That's awesome, man. <laughs> so, Team Fortress 2. I'm going to move on to the next category here, which is the uh, best summer fling. Uh, game you you know and to help me with this anybody that's watching um slowly you know speaking of summer flings (laughs) this man right here behind me is not a summer fling but a long time friend i have uh (laughs) he's 20 years old uh we've got this weird creepy ass prop called his name's lurch he has got a name and he's gonna help me with picking the best summer fling uh, game that has come out and hit DL DLG. So we've got Lost Ark. That was fun. Does anybody remember that? Um, <laughs> the other best summer fling that I certainly uh, went deep in the hole for was uh, V Rising. And then... We've got another one that I know for a fact, and I, Sniper, I'm I'm sure you're familiar with this. Do you happen to remember New World?
1: I don't. I I I know that was something that happened. I couldn't tell you anything about it. Sorry.
0: <laughs> Weird. Yeah. Right. <laughs> So, I don't know. What do you guys think? Which one was the best flash in the pan? I guess I could add Valheim in there too, right? Well, Valheim, yeah. That's what I was going to no, say. No, Valheim was 2021. Valheim was, yeah. That's what I yeah, was going to say yeah. that
4: you're calling them summer flings, which is so adorable. And then Bobby calls them flash in a pan pieces of shit.
0: They're the same thing. No, they're the same thing, yeah. though. They're a hot flash in the pan, they're, they're and then you forget the about them. And you're like, what was that one yeah, time but at they burn Camp hot, Bright? And okay. then
4: they burn out, right? So yeah. you have a really good time with them, and then they, they're gone. I'm
0: remembering They're the same thing.
1: I got to level two. Uh, it's all coming back. Sorry. Level 200 mining. I was left clicking on rocks all over new world. And then I hit, it said 200 and I uh, immediately uninstalled the game. <laughs> Cause Dang. I was like, I think, Jeez. I think I'm done here. I
0: think. Because I think he found, um, no, the key word was that you found rocks, right? So going back to our previous sponsor rocks, get the fuck outside and find some rocks. That, exactly. that, and even <laughs> when you're in your video games, find some rocks mine a shitload and then delete the game because it was a summer fling and you know, it was fun, but like, you know, you get shit to do. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, Once you so, all the rocks. It's over. Yeah.
4: That's hey, right. Head on over to rocks, rocks,
2: rocks, slash Bobby rocks, rocks, rock. <laughs> dot R-O. <For> 10% off <laughs> your next purchase.
0: Yeah. So, uh, you know, Lurch here has the answers to the best summer fling. Let's see what the, let's see what the award is. I'm, wow, I'm struggling. You know what? There's, there's fucking nothing written on this. The <laughs> award goes to V rising. Yeah. Yay.
4: Yeah. That one was good. This is how we could put it, Bobby. It's better to have loved and lost than to have never loved at all. That's what I mean. Yeah,
0: exactly. You know what I mean,
4: it's be- like Amanda's flash in the pan obsession with V rising um, is worth something. It was worth, what, $20? And you had a good
2: time playing it. It's just yeah, hard for me to start it. the cycle again. I've had too many flashes in, in, in the pan. Too many pads, <laughs> Too many pans.
0: Too many hot flashes.
2: <laughs> uh, I just can't do um,
0: that. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair, though. But, you know, it was very fun summer fling. I'm curious to see which one's going to be the next one for uh, for DLG and also myself. Wait. And finally
1: sorry i don't mean nick for new world you were on the summer you were in the
3: hot flash in the pan dude i played all three of these games and uh my hot flash in the pan is definitely new world i had so much hope for it and then everyone just stopped
0: playing i'm like no i'm like i worked so hard to cut down trees that's a, you know what? That's a good point. I think I think DLG got consumed more by New World. You're right. We had way more. We had a whole server. New we had a whole I, whole life going on. No, I, New World? We're going to no, we You had know what that's what this actually said right? was in New World.
3: The the shitty thing is that it had so like so much to do and it was so good and it gripped a lot of people and then everybody just bounced and I can't remember why. Was it that there was just no it stagnant. PvP?
1: Okay guys well, guys, guys. Okay. I want to get into the post-mortem. drama of New World <laughs> like I don't mean to like, you know, can I, may I, do I have everyone here's permission to just Please. do a little stuff?
0: Yeah. Let's get into the drama. Yeah. What's never... the tea?
1: <laughs> okay. So new world fucking the hype title and I'm going to call people out, but you know, we've all made our mistakes. So if I say your name, it's, it's, it's fine. But, uh, and I'm also part of the problem. I'm just going to say that right now. You know, I think with new world, our community had too many, too many cooks in the kitchen, too many roosters in the hen house, too many rocks, Too many rocks in the back alley. So many people started on different servers because they had other friend groups they were bringing in. And we just kind of scattered. And I feel like we didn't have that really core group of players that was always online. We had people playing across all the servers at all times. But it got to the point where you could log on and not find someone to play with. And so uh, I'm going to blame Ray and I'm going to blame Nick and uh, I'm going to blame myself because I think... Around us three, those are the problems.
2: The accusations are really flying here.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well Nick, you gotta you gotta answer to these accusations?
2: So
3: first of all, the motherfucking servers weren't working okay and you had to put people on different servers. So eat a bag of wieners, because I did also have a character on the DLG server, and I played on the DLG server, motherfucker.
1: Sorry, Nick. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about the server issues. That is why. Actually that is why. Now uh, I blame can't amazon wait, like, not me yeah it's pretty crazy that
2: amazon didn't have enough servers at launch i mean that that happens all the time but it's like dude you're you're amazon you're like filthy rich and you have your own cloud computing servers like you can do this but do you think i have no idea what i'm talking about here by the way but do you think had they released some dlc a little earlier on like freshen up the content that would have helped because i know with these games that's really important
3: I think what it was is that they thought people would take longer to get to max level that there wasn't enough content for them to do uh, at the end. And then the other thing is that people started noticing really scammy behavior in the sense of like, Oh man, every enemy is one of like seven character models and has like one of 10 fucking animations. Like, Ooh, this enemy is, dangerous because he's bigger and he's got rocks on him but he's the same zombie so it's like I think that's another reason why people dropped it um, I think other things took away their core player base immediately after it came out Um I forgot what other game came out at the same time or like a little bit after that that drew a lot of people away I think it was another say-
1: flash in the pen, Lost Ark wasn't it Nick
3: yeah, oh, yeah Lost Ark was <laughs> the
0: band
2: I don't know people stuck with that game for a long time I don't know why, but they they did. Like we got a lot of because they that, couldn't
0: let their summer fling go. They could yeah, not. Sometimes there's can. people with yeah.
2: thousands of hours in that game on our server. That's true.
0: That's very true. But moving on to the last category, you know, I would argue perhaps the uh, <laughs> the neatest one, um, and it is the how neat is that. The neatest game to make an impact in a sense. So we've got three different categories. We've got the $2 game that creates an entirely new genre that is Vampire Survivors. We've got a, it actually has good gameplay, I swear, Tales of Nadia. (laughs) Pretty neat. And we've got the uh, case of, did Bobby ever finish the case of the Golden Idol? (laughs)
2: Because that game was pretty neat, too. (laughs) We can crack that case right now. The answer is no. And that was one game that I did want to talk about. That gets the... um, Oh, God. What was the other game with all the reading that Ray didn't like? Why am I not thinking of it? Well, Disco Elysium. Disco Elysium. I didn't
4: like it because of the reading.
2: Yeah. It was Ah, like that game for me. I'm like, this game is amazing, yet... I know I'm not going to finish it, Uh, but golden idol, golden idol is tough. Like it, it gets pretty tough. There's a lot of stuff going on in that game and it requires a lot of uh, concentration and a lot of, um, continuity. Like you, you can't like leave off and then come back to it. And there's definitely stopping points. Like you can't stop mid puzzle with like a bunch of stuff filled in. You're going to start at the beginning, uh, anyway. So uh, and, and all the puzzles kind of connect to each other, too. Beautifully designed, but... Um, yeah, unfortunately, I did not finish that game. Which one wins?
0: I mean, it was still a pretty neat game, you yeah, know? It was pretty neat. Yeah. It was pretty neat. So, the winner of of the... Neat is that game does anybody have any uh, any other suggestions or what they think the winner should be?
2: I mean vampire survivors I, f- I feel like needs to get some recognition. Yeah, I, it's in my It, it was gonna get an
4: honorable mention for my game of the year for sure or it does it does get an honorable mention could you um, It showed that you can start a genre without doing a mix of genres Or really something complicated.
2: It doesn't have to be complicated at all. It could be the most simplest thing ever. Well, I've talked about my whole theory about that game. It's a reduction. The whole vampire survivor like genre is a a reduction of um, Diablo three basically. Blizzard kind of figured out like, okay, people really like the grindy thing. They just want to watch their character become more powerful and they want to chase gear. Like that's what they're, they're, they really want. And so Diablo three kind of started to boil it down to more of the point. And then this was just like, all right, we're just going to cut out all the fluff and you're going to get all that dopamine really quick instead of just spreading it out and requiring hours and hours of gameplay.
4: I, I'm down with your whole analysis, except for the game you chose. Only because you can kind of build your... There's enough in there that you're... It's not just happening. It's not an idle game, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, it, It's not far from an idle game either. Yeah, but you are building a build. No. And you do have some agency in how powerful you get or which yeah, way you well, get
2: Yeah, well, you from. definitely do in Diablo as well. This actually, Vampire Survivors, has uh, more of a, a random dice role factor to it because you don't know what you're going to get and different things mix mix and match. The problem with Diablo three is everybody like ran the numbers and figured out. And now you just click on a, you go to a website and it's like, okay, I'm playing this character. That's the build I want. That does the most damage per second. Right. But you can't
4: do that because of the random factor in this game.
2: Yeah, exactly.
4: There's no meta.
2: So it kind of fixes that problem.
4: Yeah. Hmm.
2: Never.
3: I never thought of it that way. I will say that, um, it does get annoying in a sense when you play Diablo with your friends and they're like, ah, yes, I'm grinding 19 hours to get this one pair of pants, you know, that does this or that. And I'm like, okay, this Mm -hmm. is dumb. But vampire survivor, I think the gambling aspect or like the randomness is what gets people to come back all the time.
4: Yeah. It's just, it's just the right amount of whatever it's got to. Yes. You could say. Yeah. What was that?
0: The neatness, oh neatness, I yeah. needed neat it, is. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's through the roof, really,
4: um, through the roof, and then I buy okay, if you're gonna buy play this game if you're like i still i'm I don't get it, buy this, and then also buy soul storm survivors, and then never play this, give them the money that they need they they deserve,
2: and then go play it's Survivors. it's just like a two dollar tax, yeah, whatever. it's like a two dollar tax, or three dollars now, I think I don't know, it's the royalties,
4: yeah, yeah, we're doing yeah. our own royalties over
0: here. Four dollars.
4: So is that's real? the
0: oh, that's real Dlg bump right there. The royalties. Uh, I will. I do got to say. I would say the winner of the neatest game uh, would definitely have to be Vampire Survivors. Yeah, good job. I would agree guys. with that. Good, good job, guy. <laughs> yeah, good job, Vampire Survivors. Good job, two dollar game good. to create an entirely new genre. How neat is that? That's pretty neat. <laughs> <So>.
4: <laughs> Developer and publisher, uh, Ponde. Just the guy's last name. Or first name or something. His middle name.
0: Fucking neat. It's neat. Yeah, pretty neat. But uh you know, we've got another listener nomination here. We've got Mike from New Jersey nominating a game that I am actually currently quite a big fan of right now. But Ladies, let's
4: tune in. Oh, go ahead. This is Mike from New Jersey. My game of the year would be Wastelander 3. It's a great post apocalyptic world but the real star for me is the turn-based tactical combat. It's also a fantastic co-op game. I play every Saturday online with my
6: nephew. My game of the year, Wastelander 3.
4: Pretty cool, if, man. If Mike never said where he was from, I would have said Mike's from New Jersey. <laughs> uh, thank you for that, man. Uh, Days. Uh, when do we get to hear about your adventures in Wasteland? Because I see that you've been playing it and i'm
0: curious. I was say, yeah, i i have been playing Wasteland 3 with uh tag Loro. It is a fantastic co-op game. Uh i'm kind of curious how old uh you know Mike from New Jersey's nephew is because my character is running around with a helmet and two big dildos sticking out of their heads. So like, <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty adult game and hilarious. I oh, i love Wasteland 3. It's Which super fun. And you- i love the the tac- uh tactical turn-based combat as well too because i was really craving that. And so Tag and I, like, we started a campaign, and we've been playing a bit. Hoping I could play it a bunch tomorrow, actually. So it's a lot of fun.
4: Which co-op duo did you guys start off with?
0: We created our own. We created ourselves, actually, which is the funny part. Like, (laughs) we created ourselves in this world.
4: That explains the dildo hat.
0: Yes, absolutely.
2: (laughs) I feel like this game could be... Could be another Divinity original scene yeah. for me. I was just like, thinking the same mm-hmm. thing. Yeah.
4: I was, I was like, "Hey, Bobby, maybe we should put this be our, you know?"
0: You guys should. It's on Game Pass.
2: We our hours do not cross over. Yeah, it's tough, you know. And my hot's friends were were trying to get me to play um Divinity with them, and I'm just like, dude, it's so hard, especially because they were trying to get like a whole bunch of people together, and I'm just like, the, the schedules are never going to line up. Yeah, but you know if. Like if people want to commit, like it's like you you treat it like D and D. You say every Friday at these yeah. hours we're yeah. gonna do it. You know, schedule it just like, like Mike
4: and his nephew Saturdays.
2: Mm-hmm, yeah. yeah, you just yeah, gotta man. do it like that, and you can make it happen. If you're just like, yeah, we'll play when people are on, and you know we're on all the time, so we'll just uh, no, it's not gonna work. Like you, you really just have to slot out the time and me, it's to commit.
3: Me, me and my friends for Divinity, like we all are pretty busy. We're on we're three different time zones and shit. And we were just like exactly that. We were like, okay, man. Every Thursday, seven o'clock Eastern Standard Time, we're gonna play for at least three hours, and then we actually beat the game in
4: like two months. Yeah, and it was uh, it was a great time. Yeah, but probably one of your better fucking game experiences of your life. You know, just it's like an online D and D
2: thing. It's fucking great. Yeah, and I don't know, I don't know if I could go through Fort Triumph again. I've done that <laughs> so many times. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. All right. Okie dokie. <laughs> so time for a little review here. We're going to look at our Steam um, recap. So Steam did an interesting thing this year, and I'm glad they're doing it. Everybody's doing these now. Like, I get I get an email from Letterboxd, which, you know, is where I log all my movies. Um, I, get, uh, I get this from um, my podcast app, and I'm forgetting the name of it now, but I really should mention it because it's a, a great app? No, it's not Spotify. I'm Pocket like, Cast? No. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think that is it. Pocket yeah, Cast. Yeah. Um, yeah, they send me like review like, hey, this is your most listened to show. Like, it's really big at, now for companies to just send you like this data. And Steam, of course, is doing it. And they've got some pretty good data. Of course, they show you how many games you played and what your most played ones were. But it also gives you some interesting stats like you played, um, you know, like 10% of the games you played were released this year and 50% were released in the last seven years, like interesting stuff like that. Yeah. So let's take a look at some of our profiles here. Um, we're looking at Emilio's and any, any key things you want to point out here?
4: Yeah. Uh, first, um, like new, new games, um, I played was, first of all, I play a lot of goddamn games, like way more competitive, uh, Comparatively, than even you guys, or and then the average user, I was like way above most people. Um, let's see percentage played new. Yeah, 56% of the games that I play were new because uh, you know, I do it for the podcast, I do it for you people out there. Uh, I, I'm looking for that next flash in the pan uh, percentage of games uh, that I played that in the last one to seven years, and that would be 40%. And I kind of feel like Bobby's would be, see, mine and Bobby's are going to be inverse because uh, the classic games is 4%. And I think he's going to be a lot more than that. Um, uh, let's see. the I've heard that a lot of people there, what are you playing, is like very skewed. Because anybody who played VR, the VR like took over for some reason. But other than that, I guess Action <laughs> Roguelite is up there. Fighting is up there. Uh, because of Street Fighter alone, turn-based tactics—that's my favorite p- kind of combat in a game—makes sense. And third-person shooter. Uh, which? What are they talking about? Other than God of War, which is barely. I also that. like I
1: how Lego is a. Why is Lego a cat? It's just the category is le- <laughs> Legos. You know, some
4: weird. <laughs> they, yeah, they got some weird ones on here. Um, they just couldn't figure what's out what's at the top for you. What's at uh, I was, I was shocked that Binding of Isaac was at the top because I haven't touched that in months and months and months and months. So there must have been a month that I went. Yeah, there it is. Jim. Yeah. <laughs> I think what happened was in between, uh, job sites, I had like two weeks off and I think I played a ton of Binding of Isaac. That's the only thing I can think of because I played. So, uh, and a smart thing that they did here is they didn't track your hours. They tracked the, your sessions so this is how many sessions you Hmm. play so it doesn't sound as bad you know like it because uh okay so these recaps right i think some companies shouldn't be doing this and i'm going to tell you exactly why nespresso sent a like year-end recap to us and we saw that we spent seven hundred and ninety five dollars on coffee pods this year and so we're selling our espresso because it's way too much money on coffee. Oh, wow. <laughs> they <messed up.
2: laughs> yeah, they messed up.
4: They honestly did. I, I do love that machine. It's a great. And like having espresso every day. Espresso every day is great.
0: You um, know that you can get like reusable pods or at least lids, and then like pop out the ones you use and fill them with coffee, and then put the lids on instead of buying like, brand new pods each time. It's like a
3: lot of work, bro. Uh, if you're paying seven hundred dollars no, for coffee, you ain't paying for lids.
0: But these aren't.
4: um they're not Keurig's. They're like some other thing. I don't know. I yeah, think. are they like yeah, a little the, the, like a
0: little pot? Like yeah, a little dome. Like the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my mom has one too, uh, and we've been uh, taking the used ones and scooping out the used like coffee. You could put new coffee in it and then bro. just slide like there's like a little like aluminum yeah. lid that sticks on it that you can put and then reuse it and you can just keep reusing them. Are you just put, you put you your got own coffee in up there
4: on some bootleg pods, bro? My what? You got some bootleg prop pods? <laughs> I mean. <laughs> That's not illegal. <laughs> I just, just got to figure out how to fucking pirate bay some pots and I'll be happy.
3: No, they so. they actually sell the uh, the pot, like the this refillable pot that has a barcode on it that oh, literally yeah. just tells it how much water to put it. And so like depending on how strong you want your espresso, you just buy that version of the reusable one. And you can buy, like if you go on Amazon and you, you find it, when you go to buy it, it'll show you the, the espresso that's comparable to each one. There's also, like, Reddit forums on, oh like, all God, this kind dude, of stuff. I that, love you,
4: man. I love yeah. you. I'm going to hook it up. All
3: right, thanks. Buy,
1: buy back your Nespresso machine. It's not too late.
4: <laughs> Can we go to the top, dude? I think we missed some key numbers at the top, I think. Um Let's see. The achievements. Something about achievements uh was interesting to me. It was like, oh, yeah. Is this what it was? Four hundred and one achievements, and then the average achievements that somebody gets is was like way lower. But I guess that all comes with how many games I play. So, oh yeah, the it, Steam average was twenty one. Yeah, twenty one. I have oh, wow. four hundred and one.
0: Whoa, guys. that's a two hundred percent increase. Impressive. Dude. No achievement,
4: no achievements in life, mind you, but plenty. <laughs> in the game. That's
0: series. selling yourself short,
1: bro. Oh, you have plenty of achievements, dude. Plenty of like, achievements. You, uh, Do you home- including? Oh, sorry. Do you host a podcast? Do you host a gaming podcast?
4: Big old dick? Is that what you're going to say? Huh? <laughs> I do. <laughs> uh, I played 84 games, longest streak, 15 days. Yeah, those 15 days were between jobs, yeah. All right, cool. I spent a lot of time on mine. Anybody else have some interesting things?
2: Okay, I guess nope. we'll take a look at mine here. Um, so it's interesting for me because steam, uh, the recaps showing that I played 34 new games and 50 games total, which uh, seems pretty low. Of course, it's higher than the average, but still I'm starting to play a lot more games in other areas like Epic games, GOG. So this, I don't think this is going to be an entirely accurate number. What is definitely accurate is all that time I spent on deep rock, quite a bit of time on deep rock, most played game this year. Um, also back for blood uh, was up there as well. Yeah. 13% of my play time was back for blood. That I was, makes sense.
4: I was contemplating, I'm mean, just throwing that out there. I don't need you to say anything, but like I was contemplating how, how close that was going to be for your game of the year.
2: Uh, well it was last year. Oh, cause it, Okay. yeah, it came out a while ago. Uh, in monster train 2 I'm not surprised. I dumped a lot of hours into that game. That was, that was definitely up there. Was I right? Uh, Sniper where he played more classic games? I don't think so, actually. Let's take a look. Oh, my God. 4%? 4%? 4%, just 4%. Like yeah. yeah. I, I think, yeah. Nice. It, and classic games, maybe I'm not playing them on Steam. But if we scroll down to the Recent was much better.
4: Much higher than mine. I was 40%. You were 60.
2: Oh, Okay. Um, so you can see typing games is up there, <laughs> made the board, but card <laughs> battler hilarious. was far and away the most. And also tower defense was pretty high. So yeah, card battlers and tower defense were the games that I played. Name the tower defense, Bobby. What do you think it was? Um, so I played a lot of Bloons TD six Yeah, and maybe there was something else, but I, re- I do remember getting hooked on that for a while. Hmm. Maybe I got to get another shot, man. I've given it two shots and I don't get it. And I like tower defense.
4: Yeah, I don't get it.
0: That's yeah.
3: weird.
4: That's interesting.
0: That Any interesting. highlights here, Days? Yeah, I think, uh, well, my I kind of have a similar issue, I think, to what Bobby was saying. I've been playing a lot of uh, Game Pass games, and I shitload a Tarkov that does not reflect this. But uh, a lot of VR definitely played. Uh, with it looking like V-Rising and Demio are some of my bigger ones, and that's true. Oh, I also beat the Steam average. That's That makes me feel a little bit better. I was like, shit, maybe it's lower. <laughs> but, um yeah, I don't play classic games at all, and for the games that I do play, I thought it was kind of interesting. I don't really think any of these are incorrect, though, but you were right. You play, like, four VR games, and it's like, oh, you love VR games. Here you go. <laughs> like, so, You're one of the 20 people of playing it exactly so it says that i got a lot of vr got some cyberpunk on there probably when i was playing cyberpunk uh and then open world survival craft that's probably arc right there party games it's true tabletop mmorpgs was probably the new world uh jump that we had um but yeah i played a lot of yeah v rising and Demeo, and it was a lot of a lot of fun a lot of beat saber as well that's one of my favorite cardio games
4: it's funny. I I feel like I don't play enough games and then I'm just seeing my numbers here I'm like, "What the fuck? I am like double yeah. everybody else." But again, yeah, I have more things on Steam, I think. I
2: yeah. yeah. Well, you you play on Game Pass too, but yeah, you do play a lot more games on Steam. Yeah.
3: Hmm. So for me, uh surprisingly, actually War Thunder is my highest game on Steam. I think Tarkov beats that. Um as well, but if you talk about like active time, like actually playing like the game, I think Warhammer Three actually beats it. Um, the thing about War War Thunder is that I play it um, essentially with my daughter. She's like she wants to look at all the planes and stuff, and so she'll have me like choose a plane and then like fly around. Um, it's a great game. It's just super grindy, um, but total Warhammer. I I, I don't even believe I had a 9-day streak. I'm I'm still holding off on actually playing the game hardcore and trying to get all the achievements and everything only because I'm waiting for the like the 1.0 of the uh game mode that combines all the games comes out. Um Mountain Bay banner Bannerlord obviously in the top 3 as well. I discovered the game this year and it's uh it's an amazing game, so.
4: Yeah. Nick, I um there there's a youtube channel i'm sure there's more than one but i saw a youtube guy that does like um reen not reenactments but like cinematically shot um wars in, f- from warhammer 3 you know mm-hmm. like i think he's probably having the ai fight itself and he's panning and shooting and stuff like that um mm-hmm. getting video and man is it impressively looking man it is such a great looking game. When you see it from that, I mean, uh, if you do Gran Turismo and you only have those panning fucking beautiful shots, yeah, it's, it always looks great. But, um, in that environment, the way he presents it, I was like, I watched like two or three of them in a row. I'm like, because I've never seen the character models or anything or what they mm-hmm. do when and I was like, God, it's so good. When you're in, thrall then you're in battle and all that stuff are you appreciating the the graphics at all or are you just look seeing numbers it really honestly
3: depends on the type of battle like if it's like a super battle that i'm trying to like win and i have like an 80 percent chance of losing then i'm seeing numbers but if it's like a battle i'm no i know i'm gonna win um and i'm only playing the battle because if i auto resolve i'm gonna lose more units um then I, you know I'll appreciate the things because they they do go into a lot of detail and the techno the technology to make the game run smoothly and how much the detail like goes away when you zoom out versus when you zoom in because you can zoom into like the belt buckle of one of the soldiers you play um, if you really get too crazy with it um, if you do like watching that kind of stuff um, what I will say is if you ever want to just see something crazy like you know when you watch Street Fighter you're like these, these guys are playing a different game right is when you watch competitive uh, Warhammer. Like, I don't follow it, like, super hardcore, like, oh, this is the best player in the world, or whatever, and this and that. I just like watching them sometimes just to see how crazy, like, a different universe that they participate in. Um, And, like, the way that they hold troop formations and, like, the way that they make armies is, like, on a different planet, dude. You're like, why are they choosing the cheapest unit? And they they have, like, ten, ten of them, and then they have, like only one what you think is a good unit and then it just ends up being a completely different uh game that they're playing because they also play different game modes now like there's domination and all these other things and uh if you ever want to see something crazy just look up four v four total war warhammer um games and where each player has their own army and it's four armies versus
4: four armies and so it gets huge yeah imagine it's definitely an impressive. It's an achievement that game for sure, a technical achievement.
3: Yeah, um, it's why they. I, I I hope. I'm I'm honestly hoping with all my heart that the next game that they announce that's not a what I call a realistic Total War is is um, is Total War Lord of the Rings, only because it's had the longest lasting modding community in Total War history. Um, They're like updating Medieval 2 still to be able to run like orcs and goblins and all this other shit in it. And uh, they get the, you know, all the maps in there from like the movies and stuff. And I I think hopefully, hopefully the next one is Lord of the Rings. Nick, before they had multiplayer
1: campaign until the war games, the Lord of the Rings mod one, we would play multiplayer but what we would do is we'd send each other the save file have the next person take the turn and just have a rule where you can't do auto resolve because then it, it could be like pretty cheap um and that was like 9 years ago or something and they're still modding that same game now which yeah. is pretty it was like fucking epic
3: what what's what's so crazy is that they put so much work into it that if they try to mod and get everything started in total war warhammer 3 it'd just be a brand new upbringing that would be you know essentially a waste of time no one no one is really going too hard in the paint on the mods right now because people are wondering if lord of the rings is the next fantasy universe that they're going to um but we'll see
4: we'll sniper see. what's uh what's replay i'm always curious what Ree's playing back there behind you is she I it?
3: maybe
1: i should show rianne's Steam recap over mine because she's played like almost three or like four hundred and one hours of Hades and that's exi- that's what she's on right now. Yeah, she's she's gonna one hundred percent the game. You know, it was a twenty twenty two goal I think, but didn't quite wow. happen. So damn. Yeah, she's running through it and she does this with all her games too. Her Steam recap is like achievements garnered. Like she doesn't she's stop a game until she has one hundred percent. What's
4: that? Now, now before you met her, she wasn't a gamer at all. A video gamer?
1: No, she was. uh, Just on... uh, Well, not just, but playing Nintendo and stuff like that. Xbox.
4: But you turned her into a PC gamer. That's incredible. Yeah. Look at her. Yeah. Back there like a fucking... A gamer.
1: Um, Damn. I mean, yeah. She is a gamer. I feel like she's one of the best... She might be one of the best Hades players in in this room of people right now I'm <laughs> counting the cats yeah counting the cats yeah all right so before we move on i just want to really quickly hit up my steam recap nothing too interesting up here except victoria 3 which you like, deleted oh, right i had to delete it because i was on a uh oh, maybe i shouldn't say it well whatever i was on a work call and someone was like doing a tutorial and I was just like, I think I can get like 10 more years in here. Like Chile is just, th- this is like Chilean industrial time. So I launched Victoria three, but that's the person who is running the call, had me on steam and he's like, Christian, did you just, <laughs> did you just launch Victoria three? You have a problem. And, uh, so I had to uninstall it cause you know, you need to know when you've
3: gone too far, but yeah, for an amazing, sure. sounds like you amazing, got a fucking narc in your company, bro. Yeah, well, whatever.
4: <laughs> would you say uh, that I that's, just... like... Is it the epitome of, like, the kind of games that you would... Say? Because you like these kind of games, but this... That's, you had a problem, bro.
1: Yeah. I mean, I have a problem with some games that I uninstall, and I, like, hide them in my Steam library so I don't play them. It's just something I, I know about myself. But Victoria 3 is... Yeah, it, it, it's it's everything I wanted in this game, and I know it's only going to get better. It's just that, like drug waiting for me to ingest like i look at it every month and i'm like this could be the month you know this could be the month where i don't do anything except play fucking victoria 3. Yeah. <laughs> anyways so i wanted to hit that up i played a lot of games uh, f- uh for my work i got 231 achievements and this year i focused on at least finishing uh some games which i was i was proud to do usually i i start a game or i play one of these endless games that really has no beating it uh so i i was proud of that and then my what do I play space city builder and grand strategy are all on there and action roguelike because me and Ryan will play Hades side by side and pick the same weapons and boons and stuff and just see who can do better. Uh, so, yeah.
4: But the same weapons and bo- well, the same weapons come up, but not the same boons come up.
1: Well, tr- yeah, you're right. We'll try to like align our strategy. And if you pick the same weapon and the same heat, a lot of the time the same boons do come up is what we found. So
4: guys, yeah. the amount of work, that Super Giant puts into their games, right? Usually. And they're gonna put that into their first sequel. I can only imagine how good that game's gonna be. Oof.
2: It'll be good. Yeah. Yep. It's gonna be pretty red. All right. So we had some people who didn't want to submit an audio clip with their nomination, but they did write in. So I suppose we should uh, read those. Uh I'll read Burn Divisions first here. Let's see. Did He's, we play Warconius's? Uh This is a link. Oh, that's okay. He did have an audio clip. So let me read Burn Divisions and then we'll play Warconius's. Okay. We'll save that for last scene as he is listener of the year. All right. Nice. Um, Burn Division says, I put a lot of time into Last Epoch this year, over 450 hours since purchasing it late last year. It's a good modern ARPG Diablo-like. It's still an early access game, but it has a fleshed out storyline with end game content. Multiplayer is still in closed beta, but they recently announced the public beta will be released in version 0.9 coming out in March 23.
4: I remember I played this um, when it first came into early access and I had no problems with it. Like, I, I believe the story is like your world is ending and you go to different alternate timelines or alternate multiverses and get resources and bring them back to your your timeline and try to save. But yeah, basically, you know, that's the hub, your dying world, and then you go out. Uh, To these like exotic prehistoric places and stuff, and just kind of farm, and um, I mean farm in the way Diablo does, not in the way Stardew Valley does. And uh, yeah, I I thought it was good, Uh, and it's only gotten better since then, so that's good. Hmm. All right, recent reviews not so good.
2: Okay, so our final. Nomination from our listener here is going to be Warconius. Let's cue it up and take a listen.
6: Hey, DLG, it's Warconius here. Uh, Doing this recording while uh, on vacation with family in uh, Mexico. Um, And um, it kind of keeps with the theme of uh, this year where I was on the go quite a bit, so used my Steam Deck quite a bit to play. A lot of games I had on the backlog that I've always wanted to try, and I'll highlight a few here um, so that uh, you guys know what I discovered and what I really liked. Really liked Ellie Noir. I think Ellie Noir is one of those Rockstar games that uh, gets overlooked, but it's um, from a story standpoint and a gameplay standpoint, it's a lot more. Uh, clever, a lot more adult, a lot more uh, thoughtful than um, than you would expect from. Uh, Rockstar game so really really enjoyed LA Noire they did an amazing job on that game Um, also discovered how good the Hitman games are played the Hitman 1 remake and the Hitman 2 and uh, I don't know if it's the Italian me but just I loved the whole idea of like planning out a hit and taking out certain targets and making it as creative as possible Um, And the disguise system is is hilarious and, and genius at the same time. Um, the other game I discovered that, uh, was really neat and kind of a standout in the series, um, aside from Far Cry Blood Dragon, which I really liked, uh, Far Cry Primal is really good, really clever, uh, really interesting. The setting, um, the mechanics, uh, are kind of fresher than most Far Cry games, and it's not just your kind of generic shooty-shooty. Um, last two that I want to highlight is, um vampire survivors a little game that everyone knows Uh, it's a must play if you have a steam deck Uh, very addictive uh, very fun and then um, didn't play this so much on the steam deck but I played quite a bit of cyberpunk finally this year and it's all patched up it's all very good very very impressive game uh, the story is interesting, the setting, the characters are, are are cool. The gunplay I would say is is okay. Uh it's not much of a of a RPG. Um kind of RPG light, but um but nonetheless, uh Cyberpunk is awesome. So uh that's uh that's the year. Talk to you guys later. See you.
4: What was the nice. top one? Did I miss it?
1: Oh, I, I don't think he had one. It's just know. a quick little fun recap that he earned as being listener of the year. Right?
2: He had so. a 10-way tie for first place. <laughs> <Ten> <laughs>
1: <ways>.
3: Damn.
2: <laughs> and again, did a better job than we did this whole episode. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad that he mentioned a lot of uh, older games, like cleaning out the backlog. L.A. Noire, that, that is a good one. That's uh, kind of one we all forgot about because it's so old, but that is a classic rock star game. Yeah,
1: did you did you guys hear? Uh, I guess people in San Diego might be used to this, but to my prairie landlocked ears, I, I I heard the ocean hitting the beach in the background.
4: Dude, what a baller fucking move, dude! He called us off <laughs> of the beaches of Mexico, <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't bother to visit you, Amelia. What an asshole! <laughs> so now
1: we have to decide our. Game of the year. It doesn't have to have been released this year, but we talked about a lot of games, and I don't, I don't actually know who. I, I don't know what's going to win. I don't know if anything's going to win. Maybe we'll have a ten-way tie here too. So
4: no, I we got to work I, out. We have to have a winner. But oh God, he, we're going to be here forever. If dude. we're here all night, no, nah,
2: I don't put put up much of a fight on these. I don't care too much. <laughs> um, the game that I played this year that I like, if I'm honest with myself, the game that I liked the most that I discovered this year was Monster Train. Like that, I put a ton of time into it, really enjoyed it. Probably going to put a lot more time into it. Just really liked it. Uh, like I got, this was like the year of card battlers for me, like a little behind the curve on this one, but I started catching up and playing a lot of these card battler games. And this is like, even over Slay the Spire, I, I think I prefer Monster Train. It's a great game. Um, close yeah. second is Banner Lord.
4: I thought you were going to go Banner Lord first. Yeah, I thought you were going to go Bannerlord first.
2: I mean, that's probably the better pick, honestly, but um like I said, being honest, I just I, it was really all about Monster Train for me. Like that's the game that I want. Bannerlord is just like I I don't know if I should hold it against a game if like it, it's too addictive. If it's too addictive yeah. because often too addictive means very time consuming and like some games just don't respect your time and they're just like like, yeah, I'm really great, but I require all of your time and I oversee, <laughs> you know, it's like dating someone who wants to like, I like, control you, you know, it's like, it's just, no, that's not healthy. So I respect a game like monster train. That's incredibly fun. But also I don't feel like I'm fiending when I walk away from pick it. up, put down as yeah. well. Yeah.
1: Are you, would you say mountain blade Bannerlord two has bangs?
2: <laughs> oh, geez. The banging bangs. Don't give me started on bangs. <laughs>
0: Banging.
4: Uh Days, I'm really curious about you.
0: Uh well to me, my personal game of the year this year that I really fell in love and tripped and just did a deep dive into is Tarkov. Escape from Tarkov. Yep, yeah, it's Tarkov for sure. Um my runner up would be like I would probably weirdly have to say game deck at least because that game really impacted me a lot that was a lot like uh disco elysium to me and i loved that game so it was a like isometric rpg that um you essentially were solving like broken code inside of vr realities that people were trapped in
3: that's why i wow that sounds wild (laughs) i thought yeah that
0: game was fucking amazing
4: I got it mixed up. Like if somebody would ask me what was Game Lake like compared, uh, based on what they said, I would have said that it was a VR game. But it was because you're going to VR.
0: It's not in VR. But it's not in VR, VR at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. gotcha. Which is cool. But yeah. Tarkov is definitely my game of the year. Cool. And for those uh,
4: people like complaining about this whole episode, really, but overall, uh, that, you know, we're picking. It's like, it's whatever we played this year that we liked the most. So it didn't have to come out this year. I don't think Monster Train was this year. No. Um, Yeah. So we're just... Get your Game of the Year from the Game Awards, and we're going to do whatever we want over here. Um, So, uh, big kudos to Vampire Survivor. Uh, Just... not game of the year material, but you know, making a new genre is fucking incredible. Good, good, good on you. Um, and it was close for me guys. It would have been a fucking, it's a surprise probably, but I almost went stolen realm because, um, like, uh, w- what I was really valuing this year when I was doing my nominations and, uh, because I picked dark tide. Yes. Dark Tide's my game of the year. Um, I was thinking what I value the most and the value, what I value most is when I'm able to bring people together or a game is able to bring people together. But sometimes you're like, Hey guys, let's all play Street Fighter. Nobody wants to play Street Fighter because it doesn't bring people together. I mean, it brings Street Fighter people together, but not anybody that I know. So, uh, what games brought people together and Stolen Realm? I played so many hours with JP Diddy and then I was like, Hey, uh, me and Chad had one gaming session this year, and I said, "Hey, try this game out," and he loved it. Or actually, we ended up playing like two or three because he loved it so much. It's just it's D and D consolidated in. It's almost like what Vampire Survivor did to Diablo three. This did to D and D. It's just like small little nuggets of D and Dness. It's great, and um, but Dark Tide ultimately brought together the most amount of people and a lot of that had to be its decision and it gets points for this to go on game pass like i'm sure that's a very hard decision to do but when you're having a multiplayer game um it's the cost of all four players is what you have to consider like uh it's not just this person, or like, can we make that one sale? You have to make four sales for somebody to have the ultimate playthrough of this game. And then if you put it on Game Pass, that's an easy, easy sale. That's an easy sale. Everybody's already on board. So for every three, I'm just throwing numbers out here because I like numbers. Uh, For every three people that already had a Game Pass account, maybe one other person signed up because... Of this one game you know um it's on it's mixed all reviews and mixed recent reviews on steam but i don't care i think it was gorgeous some of the best graphics i've seen this year um i thought the soundtrack until i turned it off unfortunately because you have to do if you want to be half any any kind of uh like do well you have to kind of turn down the turn down the volume on the music um Uh, it, it took a tried and true, uh, game, uh, like, you know, four player co-op going through a to B, uh, with a bunch of waves of monsters, but kind of made, at least I feel important every time I play it, like my, my teammates couldn't do it without me. And I feel like each one of us is providing something. And when I'm, I mentioned this when I first played it. I don't think the hacking and slashing, slashing is just hacking and slashing. There's there's a finesse to it. There's something to it. You have to slash these guys the right way. You're not just left clicking and running through through them. You have to uh, kind of ride the wave of craziness. So yeah, um, yeah uh, that I would mm-hmm. say Dark Tide is uh, my number one. All right. Nikolas? Nice.
3: Oh, man. it it's definitely was a year. Um, my personal A whole 365 favorite, days. Yeah, man, it was a year. Uh, my personal favorite this year is definitely Elden Ring. Um, I played it on PlayStation. That's my game of the year. Um, but if I have to concede and say, hey, you know, for the sake of, you know, getting everything done, uh, I'm going to say Dark Hood. Uh, Dark Tide is the first Warhammer game that's come out in a long time that gets almost everything right. The things that are wrong with it are gameplay wise. And you can tell that some of the things are going to be coming in the future as far as like money and, uh, and like difficulty and variety. But I think it's a great game. Like you said, it brings people together. If you're good or bad have a lot of experience, not a lot of experience, you still get a, you still get a kick out of it. And it's, it's a good time really for everybody that plays.
4: Yeah. You want to talk about Elder Ring at all?
3: Yeah, so as far as Elden Ring, the reason why it's my pick is that there's not many games where I beat it and I spend dozens of hours to beat it and then go, Oh I'll pick that shit up again and let's beat it again. Um and it's 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 so varied and you know, there's so many things that we take for granted in video games like, oh, you know, God of War Ragnarok has all these cutscenes and all these other things in it and like all this voice acting, it's like in Elden Ring, they're like, nah, man. Like this is uh, this is a guy that just kicked you off a cliff, and uh, he's asking you to do some shit, and that's about it. And uh, go beat up this giant knight that's on fire. <laughs> um, and, and really, even with that little, uh, like, even that little of context, it's still a super fun game. Um, there is a learning curve. It is challenging um it is a souls like game but that is a game i probably put in the most amount of hours this year and uh, it what sucks is when they when we do these game of the year episodes the games that come out in the beginning of the year don't really get that much uh that much you know
4: hype you know yeah recency biased i think it's called but um yeah i um, thank thank you so much sniper for keeping track of everything that we played because, like, I really l- read that list over and over and over. and Really thought of, you know, I, I whittled it down, whittled it down, whittled it down. And I was like, yeah, everybody's just going to say that I, I'm i picking the most recent thing. But, no. Like, I really thought about Solon Realm a lot. And I, there's a couple other ones I really thought about. But, yeah, now that we have this, you're really getting... I, the recency bias is not as prevalent, I don't think. Uh, Amanda, would you be willing to concede a little bit so we can put out our game of the year as dark tide or
0: you know i so my personal like i said my personal game of the year was definitely like tarkov in terms of just games that really gripped me but i also would actually agree that like dark tide does work for a game of the year because like it it was super fun and i love the co-op that plays into it because there's buffs and there's so like you really do need to stick together and that kind of game is just i think fantastic it also kind of to me fills that kind of itch like uh, left for dead had you know and so it's very much like yeah we're kind of doing point a to point b but the missions are different and there is lore and like story there that is good but it it's nice because it does feel very much like we're truly all working together um yeah that is a great because that is something that i would be curious about pyronical brings up in the chat that i think is good and he's like is it any good without friends though because that is a fair point i've only played with friends have you guys only played with friends
2: No, yeah, i played I mean, with, I played with si-
3: single player and i played like without friends like i played all the like different game modes and stuff i'm gonna say that you do need friends to play this game but hey man you can make friends in this game real quick uh
0: yeah, probably through this podcast community.
3: Not only that, but like when you when you search for games, at the end of the game, you can literally just add whoever was in the back the last game and just keep playing. Uh the matchmaking is pretty quick. Um I don't know, man. If you don't got friends, you don't got friends, but there's plenty of randos on the internet that'll play with you, and it's a great game to play.
2: Yeah, I mean, as long as you get a group together. I, I didn't mind so much playing with randos. It was the typical chaotic kind of mess that it was. But I imagine when you queue up for harder levels, you get people who are more serious about it. But it sounds like Dark Tide's our winner here. I would agreement.
3: agree with that. Oh, man, it feels weird that a Warhammer game won it. I'm the one that mm-hmm. talked about it for so long. <laughs> it was like, you know, stop talking about it. And then it came out and everybody loved it. Yeah.
0: While you wearing a suit, do you want to do a yeah. victory lap?
3: Yeah, you were ready for your uh, to
1: accept the award on behalf of <laughs> poor Emmer Forty oh K. Dark dead. Nick is Nick, shorts. Nick is he's standing. Wearing... He's wearing shorts with a suit. He looks. He looks fine. His hair's slicked back. It's all done. Not very handsome,
3: man. Uh,
0: uh, Waist up, up, Oscars. I, ex-
3: I expect my check in the mail. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> That is the
1: DLG bump. Uh, So with all these categories, I wanted to make fun little... I had so many hopes and dreams, you know, like I do. Unfortunately, I'm easily distracted. Um, But I still am going to tag all the winners uh, on Twitter. Um, Let them know they won, you know. Let them know the DLG bump is is happening. It's real. It's real. Um, And one last thing, or maybe not one last thing, but something to end the year or to start the new year. Uh, I'm just going to open up a channel in discord. It's going to be temporary and it's just for anyone to give feedback for us, everyone on the show. Uh, What do you want to see in 2023? Is there any, is there any piece of advice you would you less Warhammer or more Warhammer? That's all we need to know.
3: (laughs) Head to the discord. Let them them know where they can find that commercial too, man. Oh yeah. And I'll put the commercial in there as well.
2: Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Uh, All right, folks. Well, I think that is our Game of the Year episode. Great job, everybody. We uh, we did it once again, and I'm looking forward to 2023. Got another beautiful year of gaming ahead of us. Any final words?
3: Yep, thanks for listening. Thanks for another year's support. We
0: appreciate you guys. Thank you guys so much for listening and being a part of this wonderful journey and family that is a DLG.
4: I just loaded a Christmas tree into a car. Um. Yeah, all the everything they said <laughs>
0: <laughs> Great
4: <laughs> <laughs> Speaking for uh, Christian, Nick, Amanda Bobby and myself Ga- Titties of the year, everyone Goodbye
0: Titties of the year
4: Speaking of which, whole lot of non sexualization of uh, characters anymore, I feel like. Right? Mostly? I mean, it depends on what you're playing. Yeah, obviously. Nadia.